Did you ever gamble? Oh, yes. Welcome, everyone. Pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight's episode 188 is entitled Kim Clemens. Kim Clemens was mentioned by Amy Raymond as the friend who is always there for her. She will be sitting with us at the table this evening and in fact is sit down and find out why she is such a great friend and good person. Pull up a seat at the table and join us. First time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Watch us live at youtube.com forward slash lunchtime in Rome or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and it'd be great if you gave us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good, and bad times are worse when you're all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is really all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 or so minutes of the podcast. We talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 1215 in Rome, Amy's mom, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. Rome. R-O-A-E. That Rome, not R-O-A-M. No. No, that's what the conversation does sometimes. Rome. Not with us, never. No, not at all. What's up, B? What's going on? How's your week? Any fires to put out? Uh, then I will go first. It is a crazy week. I mean, so much so that I scheduled a very awkward conversation today, assuming that if I scheduled my dumpster fire, that I wouldn't have one thrown to me. The logic did not work mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, at all. Um, and it's like I, I said this morning, woke up and got an email from Citizens Bank saying that our debit card was attached to our PayPal account successfully. And I was like, well, no, I didn't do that. And it took me about a half hour to figure out that it was my son Joe's debit card. And so then I, I don't know if he attached it to anything. So that's start, you know, so I had to do it. Probably I got taken care of. Well, <laughs> I got it taken care of in an hour and a half, except this evening I saw Joe and said, Hey, did you call the bank? And he goes, no, no, I meant to. <laughs> oh, well, well, that's well, your great. attention counts for not much. That'll, yeah. Which, um, I have been monitoring his bank account. So yeah, nothing's gone yet. Well, that's good. Oh, so that's a an hour and a half. That's, that's a fun a, make a wake yeah, up. That's a good, yeah, it was, it was a great start to the day, but no, it has been a crazy week. And it's funny because I've talked to a few people and it seems very consistently crazy that mm-hmm. it's a lot of interpersonal, a lot of irrational, um, and then, well, I mean, like my car get, get, getting break, broken into. Yeah. I saw um, that on Instagram. On video. Yeah. Which, did you notice? You can actually see there's somebody in my car. Like the person that tries to get into Rachel's car oh. just tries and walks away. But at the very end, as he's walking up the street, you see a, a light inside my car. Oh, no. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So now I've moved, by the way, for everybody, I've moved the uh, third camera directly in front of my car, so it'll definitely pick up facial expressions and everything else. So did you take it out of the uh, the grill? From- no, it was the one off, yeah, the one that the uh, raccoon oh, cam. The raccoon. Yeah. yeah, raccoon like nature cam. cam. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, by the way, I've successfully stopped that yeah, infiltration great. for now. That's There's ingenious. been no more. Uh, my, yeah, well, you can't open your grill to use it, but it's yeah. okay because <laughs> raccoons can't get in. 
<laughs> I do knock on it every time I open it up. We do. We get bunnies. So Mark does the same thing. Otherwise, they scare the crap out of him when he opens the Well, grill. that's not the most masculine thing you've ever said about him. It's, well, I mean, He's scared of the bunnies. Would you, would you expect to open your grill and have something fly out at you? No. No. Bunnies fly? <laughs> Moving on about your dumpster fire. But at least we- you don't use your grill much. No. So I had to shovel true. the grill yesterday. But um, shovel the grill. Um, and but he, so even that. Okay, somebody sort of broke into your car. It's a little violation. And the second time in my life, my car's been broken into, and they haven't taken anything, which says a lot about me. <laughs> but my neighbor across the street said they had their car stolen, and it was like a ten-minute text thread back and forth. Did you catch it on them stealing my car on video? No, it only goes to the street. When did they break into your car? Three fifty in the morning. Did you see my car drive by? <laughs> no. When were they messing with your car? I mean, it was two sentences ago, lady. It was three fifty, and it's like, why is there no stability uh-huh. in this world, or at least in my world? Yeah. And the answer is because there isn't this week. Yeah. I mean, okay, the whole stability. God has been great. I've, I go stability to, I've, took I've, the week off. I, I Stability's say, on vacation. I go, God, really? It's just you? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the way it's meant to be. You don't like, but I said it again today to, to Rachel. I said, I am so glad. We're good. <laughs> and then, of course, I have to go with my wife. And I go, we're good, right? <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'm like, it's not just a perception And I just I leave the room shared... as fast as possible. Actually, Jay, we yeah. need to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my deal, man. Uh, it's fine. It's good. Yeah. You know, tomorrow's open, by the way, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, you don't have yeah. any dumpster fires? I have no it. dumpster fires. If anybody schedule. wants to schedule a dumpster fire, Jay's wide open. Dumpster fire party of one. And I even said to somebody, I said it to Duke yesterday. I said, you know, maybe I shouldn't call them that. Like when we have meetings dumpster in church, fires. I always say, we're going to go over, before we start the meeting, we're going to go over mountaintops and dumpster fires. Mm. If there's anything in this, your world, that you really need to celebrate or that you really are going through that's going to preclude you from really being an active participant in this meeting, let's join you in that. And I always say, it's okay if somebody just shared a dumpster fire. It's okay if you share a mountaintop. Like, you know, oh, my cat died. Hey, we got a new puppy. Like, it's okay. We're still going to be there for you. And I thought, maybe I shouldn't call them dumpster fires. Like, is that? I mean, insensitive. To what? Dumpsters? Dumpsters? Oh, Oscar saying? the Grouch? Like, yeah. He's very Trials. offended. He's very triggered by that. <laughs> I don't know. Is it trivialize it? Yeah. Dumpster I mean, fire? Yeah. Uh, does, Nobody ever says, what do you accurate? mean? Yeah. True. <laughs> Everybody resonates with that. Yeah, because I think it is what it is. Words do have power, but that kind of takes power away and puts a little levity into it, calling it a dumpster fire. Mm. Unless, yeah. So you're agreeing that it's okay to call yeah. it that? Okay, sweet. Yeah. You're one for one. Change approved. That. Change approved. Oh. So, oh. Um. We're watching a show at your house on Tuesday nights called Special Forces. We are. And the reason I bring this up to segue to that You're is... You're joining the Army. No. <laughs> no, but it, all the things... Do you want to go do those that, chill... The drills? challenges that they're doing. Yeah. I'm going to go do those. I'm watching the whole thing like, yes, I want to do this. Like psychologically, yeah. mentally, physically, <laughs> I want to do all of it. Like put me through that ringer for... Te- it's 10 days. Like you could do that. I could do that. But... What, what I want to say about that to tie in with what you're saying is like in this time of uncertainty and, um, testing, it's amazing to see what comes out of people 
from under the surface. Like one of the, I think mm. like, so in this show they do like physical challenges, you know, that, that like, you know, repelling off a, uh, the side of a cliff, it's like, a, like a trust fall or they submerge people in a, in a, in a car for, then they have to stay so under for 20 seconds. You know, and these are, these are like a, like B list actors, uh, sports people, you know, people that like, High achievers, high achievers that you know um, you've seen around. Uh, they, there's and like a, a bachelorette. And they've been tested in some capacity already. You one with yeah. them based on their yeah, background, even like the bachelorette. Their, hey, right. you're putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Or like and Dr. she's doing great. Like Doctor Drew is. was on. I mean, he didn't last long, but well, uh, Kate, Gos- <laughs> Kate Goslin was on there. You know, Johnny oh. K plus eight. She was terrible. I was so glad she left early. <laughs> But my, but so like they have these physical things that they, they make these people do based on, you know, like special forces training. I'm sure it's not quite as intense, um, that what they're doing. But what I like about it, I, th- I think one of the aspects I like about it the most is at one point during the show, all of the four instructors get together kind of in this interrogation room and they'll bring one of the people in that they've been keeping an eye on. Um, and, they try to dig into who they are. Why are they there? What, what have they gone through? And I, th- it's been interesting to me to see as the days have gone on, how people are breaking and why they're breaking under the pressure. Cause the pressure is revealing who they really are, which it always does, you know? So but that's I, what I want to, we've said it before, but I think that's a really good point that I've, I've always said the pressure doesn't change you. It makes you more of what you are mm-hmm. and to a degree can reveal what you are money what do you want money money drugs alcohol fame and trauma Mm. and it really change you they make you more of what you are adversity doesn't build character or reveals it adversity introduces us to ourselves. i heard i heard that being said that's Mm. a little heavy one of my former volleyball players always says pressure make diamonds Ah, not makes make (laughs) pressure make diamonds so um i you know and and for you jay like not like watching from the sidelines with what you went through with Trey um, revealed the measure of who you are, you know? So like these times, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't envy you going through them. I don't, but it's, it's great to see you to being able to walk through and like you say, navigate these awkward waters with the consistency that you do. I appreciate Even that. if it doesn't feel like it on the inside sometimes, maybe. No, no. I mean, I do handle it the same way, you know, and I'd rather not. Yeah, you know, I'd rather flip out or I'd rather, you know, I, I can you do that just one time? Wouldn't that be amazing to see? Well, like I said, in the, in the I don't know if I, I want to. I had, oh, a meeting, I, I, I had a meeting today and I raised my voice and I actually said to myself, oh, you're raising your voice. You should probably lower your voice. <laughs> self. And like, I said, yeah, Eric, I said that doesn't happen very often. And he goes, I've never seen it. Amy Hammond, Kim, your friend, yeah. said to us one time on vac- last year on vacation. I Yeah. Anyhow. One of the last two vacations, I wasn't feeling well at all. Like something was wrong. And she goes, Jay, I just want you to know, when you're not okay, nobody's okay. <laughs> and I said, that's really borderline not fair. She's like, I just have to let you know that's the case. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I raised my voice and I was hot and I don't get hot. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had people come at me, you know, coaching and everything else. But it was one of those things where yeah. I got hot today. It was fun. Yeah. It's not oh, fun. I, I can't say the same. You didn't get hot today? I, I oh, it's not fun. I no, I am not on. You're not level headed. Even keeled. <laughs> you get more on the emotional, <laughs> crazy eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been called crazy eyes. Yeah, yeah. Like, in, just when you're regular. Oh yeah, by my oh. husband. <laughs> <laughs> it's accurate. You're watching Netflix and it's like Sunday night at eight. 
Wow, your eyes are crazy. <laughs> what are you What's thinking? Going on? What are you thinking about? What's no, he's learned not to ask. <laughs> don't ask questions no you don't want to Exactly. Exactly. But no, Brian, or I appreciate that and the comparison. And I do think, you know, after Trey died and I was like, okay, you know, I graduated, I made it, I stayed faithful, I learned all the lessons, all that kind of fun stuff. Yes, that was the exact thought as I walked off the podium after giving his eulogy. I was like, okay, I did it. I graduated. I, I passed the test. But then I remember, I don't know how much longer it was. I went, oh, well, that doesn't mean it's over. Yeah. Like, maybe I just graduated to the next class. Like, well, that's horrible. Yeah. But as things come my way, you know, yeah, you do. You dig down deep into what you've learned and what you know. And, you know, is, is God surprised by anything? Mm. No, we are. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe we should ask him. Right. So I appreciate that. The other thing I wanted to mention is this weekend was my mom's birthday. Sally. What day? Sally. Um, it was the 29th. It was Sunday the 29th. Exactly. What's her age now? Uh, she is 29 <laughs> one, years one young. One year older than yes. she was. Um, so we celebrated her birthday. Um, we celebrated on Saturday night and her birthday was on Sunday. And I just wanted to give a shout out to her. Um, she, she was very it. selfless. I was with her on Sunday. And she way? didn't say, you know, it's my birthday. Yeah. I had to find out from Facebook. I almost said it from on stage. Glad and I you thought, didn't. No, we don't do that here. No, we don't. I actually almost thought about this like having a dance. <laughs> I, I was, I was going to have a, a really great chord. I was going to have us do happy birthday. <laughs> We're lifting this one up to you, Jesus, and you, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> if we could praise both of you at the same time, that'd be legit. Yeah. <laughs> Next level church. But I saw her at Sam's Club today, right? Right after you texted me, um, she, I saw her at Sam's Club today and. Um, we had a really good little conversation and it's cool to see how God's using her to minister and disciple a couple other people in the church, like just, mm. you know, kind of organically. Yeah. So be encouraged that there are people doing things. <laughs> it's good to know. Be a sponge, then be a sprinkler. Ah, look at that. Right? Sop it up and pour it out. Right. How, how about you ladies? <laughs> Not as eloquent. What's going on with you? Uh, what's going on with me? So, uh, really fun weekend. Friday night. It sounds fun. Speaking of birthdays. Right. I had one just so I asked what day because oh. mine was Saturday. Happy so. birthday. Thank Happy you. birthday, Amy. Fun girl. So much. Exactly what age? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, you, okay. Lie. If you're going to lie about your age, you lie up. Because mm. when you say your mom's 29 and someone runs into her and they say you're 29. So I tell people I'm 67. And they're like, you look great. I know. <laughs> it's fantastic. 67. That's a good trick. It is a good trick. But I'm 46 and I'm proud of it. And like, whatever, it's mm -hmm. a number. I, whatever it is, what it is. Um, so Friday night, um, we the, at the Ronald McDonald House Charities were the beneficiary of a hockey game that took place at Robert Morris mm. Neville Island. Hockey. I do. I do too. And it was amazing to watch some live hockey. It was their club team. And they came out in these incredible jerseys they had made up for the occasion since we were the beneficiary. They were Ronald McDonald-esque jerseys. No. Phenomenal pictures. Not Ronald McDonald House jerseys. No, I mean, they were yellow sleeves, no, red and white stripes. Out. They had like a fake zipper on the front and pockets. On the back, they had the names. And then above the names, they had three Big Macs. I got to get me one of those. Phenomenal. They're phenomenal. Um, they actually auction off all their jerseys, and the parents go down and buy their kids' jerseys. Like, it's really sweet. They Can you raise. get a list of names of all the parents? Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. For sure. Um, small world, kind of fun fact, the kid, one of the kids who organized it, played hockey at Penn Trafford has a younger brother who played with my neighbor. I was like, Oh, you played at Penn Trafford. Did you play with Nico? And he's like, no, but my younger brother did. So get there meet him, meet his dad. His dad teaches with my best friend, Megan, like just this crazy small world. But the coolest part, they had 
Malkin there to do the ceremonial puck drop. Wow, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so my girl, not me, not not Amy, that's okay. My girl's got a picture with Malkin. And Aww. it's hilarious because Abby, my older daughter, is like grinny ear to ear, this great big like, oh, Malkin, smile on her face. And Alyssa's like, met him 25 times before. <laughs> She's just so chill. And it's hilarious to see the juxtaposition in their faces. Um, and then Jeff Jimerson was there to sing the national oh, anthem. Jeff. So Alyssa was much more enamored with him. Mm-hmm. Don't tell Malkin, but whatever. <laughs> um, Wait, which one knows Malkin? At neither of them know him. Well, I mean, but, like Abby what, what, was the one that was like, "Oh my gosh, it's okay." Th- so which one's the one that see, has met him like a bunch of times? You just said uh, no. Neither of them have met him ever. But oh. Abby, the older one, was was much more like, "Oh my gosh, it's." And Alyssa was acting as if. Oh, okay. It was. Yes, I, think, I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say because she should tell him maybe the penguins should do better. Wow, well, we didn't bring yeah. that up, especially because be the night before he <clears throat> failed to score in the shootout and the Penguins lost. But that's okay because the mm. charity won. We that's um, great. They that's raised ten thousand dollars for the charity, which yep. was fantastic. So that was Friday, and then Saturday I had a lovely breakfast with my mom, just the two of us, which Aww. was delightful, interesting, fun fact. A couple people that came in that I did not really want to see, so there was a little moment of like adrenaline and anxiety. So and you like, were somewhere public, You're in correct? Public, yeah. I was like, oh, this is weird. But wow. it was where were you? Um, first watch. See, I haven't been. Rachel and I tried to go once and they took all that information down and like, we're experiencing about an hour and 15 minute wait. Oh, yeah. I was like, maybe lead with that. Right. Because we didn't stay. <laughs> oh, also, yeah. like I'm here for breakfast, not lunch, which. Yeah. Right. By that point in time. So, um, but that was fun. And then. Um, wait, so you avoided them? Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah, love a good avoid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the girls had soccer, so they were out and about doing that. And then they insisted, even though it was no spend January, they insisted that we go out to dinner because you have to celebrate Mama's birthday. Aww. So we went out for dinner. Wait, they, no spend January? That's not even in the alliteration. And it's not. What are you talking I about? I wasn't trying for it. We don't spend any money in the month of January unless You don't pay your mortgage? <laughs> <laughs> unless it is a basic necessity a basic necessity gotcha so interesting yeah. it's like almost like a money fast in kind some of. ways yeah, yeah interesting I, I didn't do very well with it this year but the things i mean i can justify all day long but i it, i didn't do as well mm-hmm. as well I it's february now you can go crazy I really go spend can. all I you spent didn't $5 spend five million dollars on the way nice. over here i just was like <laughs> whatever <laughs> anything i passed on the parkway i was like i'll take it but i celebrate the fact that to your kids it's a necessity to celebrate mom's birthday. Mm-hmm. I think mm. they just wanted to go to purgatory. <laughs> there is that. No, no. They, it was it was very sweet. Because, yeah. I mean, it's at the end of the month, so we're almost at the finish line. Mm-hmm. So we've done this for years, and it's like, okay, we'll just go out in February. Like, who cares if it's the actual day? But mm-hmm. they were insistent. So it That's was That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. And then I get to start the week with being off on Monday because our charity gives us a day off for our birthday. We have to take it in the month. Wow. Any day the month of your birthday you can take off. So I took off Monday. And then I worked from home yesterday because the roads were icky and my boss sent me a message and said, feel free to work from home if you'd like. Done. Like, right. That's fantastic. Yep. And now here we are Wednesday and I get Kim. That's great. So, what, I mean, it's just a What a great five-day stretch. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad about it. And we are super excited about it. Yeah. And I do. I'm so grateful. Like, that is a great run. You know, from Saturday or Friday yeah. was, was hockey, yeah. Saturday, yeah, birthday, cool. Sunday, Sunday. And, and how many times in life do we just get into, like, the doldrums where – it's almost oh, Groundhog's Day is tomorrow, but like it's literally like you're doing the same thing and it just passes you by. So I, you know, I'm sure that you have, and it sounds like you are, but savor those moments, you know, yeah. those because mm. because th- they're not as they don't seem to be as abundant as they should be in life sometimes, you know. Well, I think sometimes we're just not just 
we are not as aware of them mm-hmm. as we should be. So they may Correct. be there, right. but to your point, we're busy and we're right. Maybe our priorities are a little out of whack or our focus isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been reading at night with Alyssa lately and Aww. I haven't done that for a really long time. And we were kind of lamenting about like, all my sister's a librarian. So like books are like, mm-hmm. we have books and we really haven't been reading. And the last few days we've been getting into it. And it's funny because last night I was just really tired and I looked at Mark and I was like, she's, she's going to want to read. And then I was like, hold on, hold on. Let me reframe. She's going to want to read. And then we went upstairs and I read for you know 25 30 minutes with her and it was just mom yeah i try to be it's it's some would call her a mom doll role mom doll role mom doll that would be your cue kim Kim. she really is so and so yeah so here i am at the table brought my friend kim carpooled had a little hello road trip conversation i told her i was like it's just going to be like this except you'll be wearing headphones and talking into a mic but otherwise it's the same and we won't be in a car, so it's give, really not different. Do you want to give Kim the rock star introduction? That she's amazing. Okay, there cool. you go. So yeah, Kim and I have known. It's been it's been t- I look. It's been ten years. That's a long time. It's a real long time. And I, when you think about what has happened in those ten years, like both of your Munchkins were born. Right. Alyssa was not on the planet when we met. Like right. lots and lots of has has transpired. We both attended the same high school. Did not know each other in high school. Another Panther. <clears throat> Indeed. Only reconnected well after high school and college, but through a mutual acquaintance, got connected. And so, wait, were you in school together? Oh, no. She's a lot younger than I am. I'm 67, remember? She's way younger. (laughs) And I'm 20. Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't buy into the Amy Raymond overestimate. She does not. She does not. She's her own. I go by half. So, you went to the same school, but you weren't at school together. Correct. Got it. Correct. Reconnected. Um, Mm hmm. And so um, I, it's ironic that I, you know, I, I don't know that I could introduce like, oh, and then it was like in March and we had went to this conference or this meeting at mm-hmm. the same place. I don't really know how it Like happened. the milestones. Right. Like, I don't, well, I yeah. don't know how it like transpired. Like it just all of a sudden it was like, okay, well, Kim and Amy like talk all the time now. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a thing. And I, you don't have a cute meet. Correct. We but don't. It, it started virtually. I think we were virtual friends for a while first. Yeah, that's And then right. we hadn't met in person for Whoa. years. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. And then you started the Tuesday gratitude thing, which we've been doing for eight years now, at least. Can you expand upon that, even though you mentioned it before? So Amy... Yeah, I'd love to hear your perspective. Um, on Tuesdays, Amy started sending two things that she was grateful for and asking for two things I was grateful for. And that started eight years ago. And there's not a Tuesday that goes by that either of us miss it. Wow. And it can be an absolutely horrible, horrific day. And we will have to pull out two things that we're grateful for. And it's something that's constant and it sets me back on track. And I think that's what really blossomed our friendship mm-hmm. and had us open up more to each other, get to know each other better and develop an actual real relationship. That's fair. <laughs> our, my phone autocorrects now Tuesday. If I, even if I want to say like, Jay, are you available for lunch on Tuesday? My phone autocorrects it to T-W-O-S-D-A-Y mm. because it's two things. Um, and Kim's exactly right that – Sometimes they're really deep and like super meaningful. And other days it's like, it's been a dumpster fire of a day. So I'm grateful for oxygen and <laughs> nobody died. Or, or like, I'm grateful that it snowed. So I don't have to cut my grass today. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, there are days oh, where yeah. it's, and then there are other days where you're like, you read it and I might go to respond. I'm like, I, I, I can't 
not that it's a have to, but I, I can't compete with that. Like, look at these two beautiful things she said. And I was about to write back, like, I like nail polish and duct tape. Like, I, I got nothing. Yeah, I got the, nothing. The great part about it is we do that. And you can have two beautiful things. And I can say I'm so happy I'm not in jail right now. Like, that could have happened today very Mountain well. Dumpster fire. Yep. Yeah. It's true. It's gratitude true. is such a powerful thing in this mm. life because it's we live in such a negative world. It gratitude helps your eyes to be open. Like like you were saying, you know, a lot of times we do have really great things happen, we're just kind of numb to them. You know, and gratitude refocuses us on the intentionality. We've been talking a lot in the past couple of months about what intentionality does and being intentionally gra- grateful and expressing gratitude you know, it's just like, it's like planting wonderful fruit in a garden and it, it you know, it just, it brings, it, it bears so much over the long term. So it's just such a cool thing. And I love the fact that you renamed it, not Tuesday, T-E-U-E, however you spell Tuesday. Yeah. I love how it's, I should have just led with, I love how you renamed it T-W-O Tuesday. There is a guy that I have become... I follow him on Twitter. We've communicated back and forth. We've invited him to sit at the table, but he's kind of a big deal on Twitter kind of a thing. And he's willing, but he has date night with his wife. Anyhow, the point of the story is he is – one of the things he does is he mandated his whole family that no matter what they said, it had to be followed by gratitude. Mm. And he goes, Ooh. even complaints. So like, you know, I don't want to do the dishes. All right. I'm really glad we have food on the table. But I really don't want to do the dishes. Mm-hmm. You know, you at least put something. It's like, it's in like there. attaching a comfort to a hurt almost. That's craziness right there. That sounds like a good topic for a podcast. I don't know. It seems like it could barely go 189 <laughs> episodes. So, Kim, you are you do the Tuesdays. Uh, what's it called? Gratitude Tuesdays. Oh, oh, that's a, that's a better name. He just one up us. Oh. Good. Well, thank you for being grateful for that. I am grateful. <laughs> but I mean, she sang. Your praises. I see. I was telling her on the way over here when when she told me before what she told you guys about me, I was bawling my eyes out because I mean, I think so highly of her, but I don't think of anyone on a pedestal. No one. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do. I do have people that I aspire to grow like and um, to have someone that I admire so much think things like that about me was humbling and shocking at the same time why shocking i you know i i think good things about myself i don't i don't minimize stuff but um the things that she were saying just it made me feel really good and comfortable with the person that i'm growing into being you know um i haven't always accepted who i was or um saw the good in myself or wanted to see the good in myself Now does that go back to like you say i haven't always and oh. again, being your 20 years old, right. is that in the last two years or? I mean, forever. I, I don't think I ever accepted myself up into maybe 15 years ago when I started to try to. Hmm. And even in, you know, the last few years, and I think it's true anytime we look back at a period of our life, the last maybe two to three years, I see an extreme amount of growth in different areas. And I'm very happy for that and grateful for that. But the same is going to be true three years from now, if I keep putting one foot in front of the other trying to do the next right thing, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, I think that I finally wanted to accept myself for who I am, probably when I was actually around 20, maybe 30. Um, to and, which you said was like 15 years ago. Right. Okay. Right. I lied. Um, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and why, like, what, why didn't you before that? I, I don't know if that's something that is typical for all of us to go through or if it's 
adjust. I, I don't think I'm unique in it, but I, I would I just, say you're unique in the last 15 years that you're well aware perhaps, of that growth and that it is a priority. Perhaps. And Some people I, accept themselves too much. Well, yeah, I think that that, that's something, but I think that <sighs> I never accepted who I was. I never felt like I belonged enough and I always tried to be something other than who I was. I don't know what that was. It could be, you know, you like the person right next to me. It could be someone that I thought was shiny, you know? And, um, so it wasn't inherently a standard set in your no. family. It wasn't oh, like, no. they loved and accepted me for absolutely who I was. I have amazing family. Um, it was something inside of me and I still don't know what it is, but I do know that at some point I just decided that it was enough and, um, really avidly tried to work out of that. Wow. That's admirable. And so what was your high school years like as far as like school? Like what was your friend group? Um, I had a lot of friends. I was kind and cordial to everyone, but I never really felt like, well, before we go that deep, like, were you a jock? Were jock. you in theater? Were jock. You, what'd you play? Volleyball. <laughs> I heard you talking about volleyball. Yeah. Love volleyball. Yeah. Who's your coach? Fiorini? Riley. Riley. <gasps> yes. Ray Riley. The best. Ray, wait a minute. And I played Junior I Olympics traveled. with him. Wait. 38. So Kate Nemsick. Mm-mm. Mm. Um, She's probably much older than me. No. <laughs> no. So you graduated when? Oh, two. Oh, there's definite overlaps. Um, keep talking. He's yeah. gonna. He's gonna. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, gonna, I mean, yeah, I'm not listening now. But keep talking. But I wasn't just friends with, with Brandon Greeny, you know, Shannon Greeny. I think you're thinking of a different. Krista Calgaro. That's Penn Trafford. Mm-mm. I got to go back to Penn or uh, Franklin. Franklin. No, Greeny is blue and gold, not yeah, green I, and gold. Oh, I'm well a panther, aware. not a warrior. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was friends with people on the volleyball team, people not on the volleyball team. I had a, not friends, I had a wealth of people around me. But I don't really know. I mean, I had people that I, I guess I was friendly with, that I hung out with and I did things with, but I, I don't even know if I knew what friendship was then. Hmm. I just wanted like the next thing. Well, you wanted, you said it yourself, you wanted to belong and fit in. So I feel like it's almost like a, like a, Goldilocks and the Three Bears yeah. thing. Like this group's too big. This group's too small. This group's too this. Absolutely. Like, there's just extremes, and I feel like in high school they are exacerbated. And I, again, I don't think our high school is necessarily unique, but every high school has its own Ooh. challenges. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, I would not say that Franklin Regional is bereft of challenges. Not at all. Mm-mm. Not yeah. at all. So yeah, I think that, and I had very similar high school experience. So again, I think sometimes what bonds people together is a unique experience that they somehow feel is only them and not from a self-centered, like nobody else but me, but you just sort of feel a little bit alone in it. And then you voice it and you're like, oh, you felt that same way. Because as you're describing it, almost the exact words that I use was like, I was friends with lots of different people, but did I have like, these are my six friends that we always went places with? Nope. But was I friendly with a lot of people in different circles? Absolutely. And you didn't, you know, like you said, there wasn't this big wound that happened mm-hmm. and you're saying it's sort of the same thing. Like it wasn't, I didn't get, you know, Brian has his traumatic experiences growing up, you know, with friend groups and stuff like that. And many people can say, Oh, that was the time. So-and-so right. like you don't have any so-and-sos. No, I mean, I it probably was, just, was the so-and-so. Oh, <laughs> well, mean, let's I, go there in a second, yeah. but I want to finish my great point, which well, is there wasn't any so-and-so your high school experience was just 
So subtle. So. Yeah. Hold on. So very on the nose. Gratitude's days but and now the so-so thing. Wow. Fire. Does anybody wow. have any butter to put on the side of his head? Yeah, wow. Well, <laughs> it's going to be tough. There's yeah. some chocolate. I will have I, no problem kicking some chocolate chip cookies Let's here. Which these you first. were saying you might have been the so-and-so? I, I'm sure I was. Like I can, Sharp? I Sharp? Like were you sharp with people? Were no, you? I mean, I think that I felt so much that I wanted the next best thing that I would do anything to get there. Like I'd hurt people's feelings. I'd share secrets. You know, the mistakes that probably a lot of girls make when they're younger, when they're learning how to be a friend. And um, like stepping over top of people to climb the social. Yeah, why ladder. not? But never wanting to get to the top. Like it just did it because it seemed like that's what I was supposed to do. And I mean, when you're in school, that's your whole life, right? That's your world. And then you have experience afterwards. And looking back, I think, my God, there's all these other people that I, they're they're so amazing. And I wish I would have been friends with them. But I was looking for something outside of myself to make me feel better, like I belonged. And I would never find that in another human being. Mm. You know, I had to find that spiritually inside from God. And and I did not know that when I was that age. Speaking of that, uh, what was that upbringing like? From a faith perspective. So, I mean, we went to church every weekend. My mom was a church organist. And when we were young, young, I was at five masses on the weekends because that's like, you know, mom's playing the, the organ. Dad was cantering. Um, my brother and I would go. My sister is seven years younger than me. And so when she came into the mix, um, I think that we were old enough, like a couple years later, we were old enough that we could stay home with her and we weren't at church all the time, but, I mean, I always had uh, knowledge of God. I did not have a relationship Certainly. with him until I was older. But your relationship was, I got to sit through five masses in a right. given day. That Horrible. was the relationship. Yeah. Five masses. Yeah. Then come like Easter and stuff. Like, that was good time. Like Easter cantatas and the whole like midnight I mass. I Easter starts on Thursday. Uh, st- stations of the Cross. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not a big organ thing, though. No, but we were there. <laughs> dun, dun, we were dun, there. Dun, and dun, we're dun. walking and we're walking. <laughs> Flight of the bumblebee yeah. from one to the other. <laughs> Not fun. No, gosh. I remember we had an Easter thing one time. It was three hours. If I, and you'd hear like, you know, the glory to God in yeah. the And you're like, all right, they're ringing the bells. We're saying glory to God. Oh, we're sitting back down. All right. Yeah. <laughs> up, down, up, down. It's calisthenics. So, yeah, that wasn't a real intimate relationship oh, with no. Jesus. And no, that but it, an and it's not because it wasn't fostered. Like no, it's there. Tried. Yeah. And, and certainly, you know, it, the opportunity was there, but I just didn't know it and I didn't want it yet. Like I was still seeking. Sure. No, I get that. And where did you find it? Because you talk I, about it as I, if you do now. I didn't. I found it. Well, then I didn't. No, but, that's um, what I meant. I don't know. It, I think that I had to hit a low, like an emotional, physical, mental, spiritual, just like an all around low where I didn't know where my life was going. Um, and I didn't even know if I wanted to go on. It was just dark. And, um, like, I, I don't remember where I heard, but like the flimsy reed, you know, was out and I grabbed it and it was God. And, um, I was able to start building a relationship with him and realize that like, there was more to life than just trying to find the next best thing. Mm. The flimsy reed. Yeah. I don't know where I got that, but that was in my head. No, I like it. Um, like the last straw maybe? kind of a thing. Yeah. Like it's. But it's flimsy, so it's like it's. But I grab, but it's not yeah. like. Well, I don't know. I grab, like I just always envision like being done, like just I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. drowning and like grabbing out and like 
God was there. My dad was there. My mom was there. My family wanted to help me just feel better and not be in such a dark place anymore. And I think at that point, I was like, wow, they actually really like I knew they love me, but like they love me. It was a demonstration that was different than anything else. Like anything that other like a kiss on the head, like I love you. Bye. Have a good day. Is like, yep. Like kind of like, hi, how are you? Fine. Thanks. How are you? Like the the knee jerk reaction versus like sincere. Absolutely. And like, I didn't have to perform. I didn't have to do the best at volleyball or get straight A's or, you know, do whatever to have them love me. They just did. Unconditional. Was chasing the next best thing, the thing that drove you into that dark place? Absolutely. So you just felt like vanity, like, like everything's vain and empty and trying everything. Yeah. And nothing is filling me. Nothing until, you know, I got a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And certainly that has struggled over the years. It always does. It's a relationship Mm -hmm. for me. Right. It doesn't struggle on his end. Um, (laughs) You have sit downs with him every once in a while. I do. I do. Intervention. (laughs) Intervention time. But here's the thing. Like, I'll actually talk to him. He can take me being mad at him. Like, Mm. he's so fine with it. Mm. He can take me doing crazy eyes. He can take me (laughs) raising my voice. And he's totally fine. And he loves me no matter what, you know? So that that's what I was looking for. But I didn't know it. And if you would have told me, I would not have believed you. Oh, certainly not. In your your chasing of the vain things, what were some of the um, things that you thought were so shiny but left you most empty? Probably people the most. Mm. Um, Relationships. Oh, my. My, my. Um, You know, alcohol, like shopping, using anything outside of myself to try to feel better. Mm -hmm. Never worked. (laughs) You're like, we tried them all. Did. I mean, it's like distraction, right? You can be it just like the sugar rush. You eat some sugar, you feel happy for a moment, and then you crash, and you crash hard. So Food is a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, it's not, but it's one of them I like that I chase. Yeah. Did you ever gamble? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Back alley craps games, you know. You know, those <laughs> dangerous like, Murraysville uh, <laughs> scratch-offs. Oh, yeah. She used to pedal those. We scratch them off with $100 bills. You roll it up real tight. <laughs> and then you, whoop, anyhow. I think so many, I think some the analogy that I use, because, um, I mean, I'm right there with you in a lot of, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, so many things. Um, But like the analogy that I like to use sometimes is that chasing that, that trying to find the next thing. It's like we all have like 500 channels on our TV Mm. and, and you can just be like, you know, flipping through them mindlessly. Maybe you watch something for 10 minutes and then once you're done and you're like, I'm going to go to bed, you just like, you're like, I, at least for me, I just feel like what the heck, like you feel empty, you feel depleted, you know, like that's to me what that chasing of the, the empty things is. It's just, you chase and you chase and you chase and it's just, what did I do? Well, absolutely. You know? And then I think like, even if I were to get all the things that I thought I wanted when I was feeling so empty and down, I wouldn't have been able to appreciate them, to love them, to live a life. And Ever since I feel full in my heart and I know who I am, that I have this wonderful husband, I have these amazing kids, and they absolutely drive me nuts. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not all rainbows and butterflies, but I I appreciate them so much. Mm -hmm. I appreciate my mom and my dad, my siblings, um, friendships so very much. I'm able to see those things now and see that they're gifts. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Why did you reach for that read? Like what? Because to me, it's it's too good of a story, if that makes sense, in that, man, I chased everything and I realized everything wasn't there for me. And then, all right, I tried God out. And I think man, I it was, to and die. I'm not trivializing. No, it. no, no, no. I think the fact that I like literally wanted to die, like was thinking about dying. Were you contemplating? Oh, absolutely. Hmm. And it wouldn't have mattered if I <clears throat> would have at that point in time. Like mm-hmm. it could have been any means. It could have been by my hand. Mm-hmm. It could have been by drinking too much. It could have been by like wrecking my car. I just didn't so want to do like this. So you're like completely anymore. numb. Just absolutely. Numb. Yeah. yeah. And again, not because of anything. No. But just bereft of purpose and. Anything to and attain. desire to keep going. Like if that's all there was, I didn't want to keep. It's doing like a that. Nietzsche moment, kind of like there is life is pointless. There is no, you know, we're all nothingness. So what? What does it matter? And like probably that I had missed whatever chance I was supposed to have because shouldn't I have the world, you know, in the palm of my hand? Because they, as a young twenty something, yeah, and I didn't, and I didn't know where I was going. Um, had tried a few different colleges, didn't do so well. I mean, I went back when I was older and finished. Which is remarkable. But I just didn't know, like, I didn't have anything. So with the grabbing of the reed, so to speak, um, was it because you had been to church and you had heard, um, you know, um, hey, in your darkest hour, there's Jesus? Because, like, I grew up in church, too, and I heard that so many times, you know, and I heard so many people give their testimonies, like, oh, I tried everything, and then um, then I became a Christian, and my life's all better now. Eh. Like, like, but what was it that, okay, you're in this dark black place, everything's meaningless. Um, how, how did your conversations with God, if you don't mind sharing, Not at all. how did you... Yeah. How'd the light bulb come on so, for you to say, all right, I want to start a relationship? What's the literal application of the figurative grabbing the reed? I mean, I guess a lot of things had happened up to this point, but I was gone. I was away from my family. Um, my dad came to find out where I was, and I was running around partying too much, and he just said, you can come home. Uh-huh. Um, and I think at that point in time, like, I Are saw- Are you literally it. far away from home? No, not far, just Fit- not at home. Got it. Um. I didn't and know if like he drove to Colorado or something. Like maybe like twenty minutes. Okay, cool, cool. And um, and he said that you know I could come home. They would help me get back on my feet. And I thought, okay, like one more time. But that one more time, them showing their love to me, my mom and my dad extending their hand to me one more time after all the crap that I put them through, um, was just like okay, I'm gonna try this again. And it gave me enough respite from that dark that that's when the conversations began, but they didn't begin like, God, please help me. Cause I thought God had like this tablet with like these slashes mm-hmm. of all this oh, bad yeah. stuff I did. Oh yeah. And, um, I came to find out that wasn't the case. I think it's more like in a pool hall, the sliding Real score big. that they're way to the oh, one yeah. side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Um, but I realized that was not how God operated, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I could start all over with him. So I started out slow with him. Do you think your Do you think your parents coming after you, like, not, and not like we're coming after you, but like reaching out to you in the darkness? Like, I've 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 come to have a an attitude in life of there's certain people that God wants me to go after, mm-hmm. like in a not a like I'm not going to be their rescuer, but I'm going to be intentionally a light in the darkness to yes. them and speak life and, and, and their heart into their hearts. Um, do you feel like in that moment, your parents 
came after you? And do you feel like that was a major connection to help you pull out of that darkness? Huge. Somebody cares about me. Somebody absolutely cares about me. That's meaningful. That's not empty, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I think that was pretty huge because I kind of thought they were done with me. You mm. know, like this was our mess up kid. Mm. It's it's the toss away one. It's the first pancake, you know, mm-hmm. but I was the middle child. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, middle pancake does Yeah, it. right? It doesn't work out that good. <laughs> See, that's even more the misfit. Right? <laughs> you should have been the perfect pancake. But it, we it was really big. It yeah. was really big that they were willing yeah. to bring me back. And now having kids, I can't imagine mm-hmm. ever telling my kid, I am done with yeah. you. But at that time, that's what I thought because I didn't have that experience. Yeah, you and I, there's there's a lot of similarities between you know how we um, pulled out of the darkness and and formed a connection with God again, and like I look back and like the prodigal son story, mm. that, that I mean that was me that that resonated with me, um, and I feel like when I listen to you, because that parent did love unconditionally despite all the mess up. With both kids, because there's, you know, that's a, that's a whole different subject. But, you know, especially the one that went, um, spent the fortune, all that stuff. Having that unconditional love and acceptance, even regardless of what you've done, can often be the difference between um, life and a, a life of despair or, you know, death, you know? It was for me. Yeah. And as a parent, it I celebrate just your parents' faithfulness, both faithfulness in you and in your worth, but also in God, and that time coming and saying, "Hey," and modeling God because it's it's God saying to you, "You can come home." Right. It was just it's the parallel. I mean, it's, it's so the perfect it's, parallel. It's, exactly. It's very scripted in the sense that you you couldn't write it any any better. Like that that is God talking to your parents, and then your parents saying, "Okay, God said this to me. I'm saying this." To, like, but like at the perfect time too. Well, and you said it earlier. You had to be ready to hear that message, right? Had they said that same thing to you three weeks earlier, three days earlier, you may not have been as receptive, or you may not have been able to believe those words. You can come home. Nah. Well, they no, I, mean, I can't. There was points where I remember my mom filled two garbage bags and dropped them off at a house I was staying at and said, we are done. Mm. And and so they continued to do things like that for years. So I, and again, now that I'm a parent, I can't imagine how hard it was for <gasps> them to do those things that they mm. had to do. And I, I feel like, you know, ever since that point in time, I've been trying my best to show them that like, I love them. Not that I was worthy of that. Cause we all are, we are all worthy of that, but that like, I love them and I am so grateful for them, you know, kind of like living out, you know how we talked about before the podcast, like you don't just say you're sorry. Yeah, you you have to show it. So I'm living that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Without keeping score. No. Right. Trying not. Which to. is hard. Yeah. Because you do what you can and that's good enough. I'll never be able day. to pay them back for that. Aww. You know what I mean? So there's no score. But they right. probably feel the same. They probably feel like they can't do enough. Well, to, right. Like, and like, I really hope I never have to go through that with my kids. But I, you know, I have amazing. How old are your models, children? Six and seven. And they're perfect little angels that drive me crazy. Never sinned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Remember, I'm here. Remember? Yeah. Someone who knows. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. They're amazing. Yeah. They're so amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> amazing. <laughs> There's a... Uh, you know, there, I think it was a commercial or whatever, but it's like, you know, a TV show and they're like, oh, have kids, they said. <laughs> you know, That's the name of a podcast, actually. Mm-hmm. And I said it one day at church about, I think it was to Eric or to Amy and another lady, Brenda, who has 
a tribe five, of a six, nation. I don't know how many. Children. <laughs> yeah. So I'm telling you, Eric younger. or Amy, hey, you know, and they said, have kids, they said. And Brenda, out of the corner, she goes, they didn't know. They didn't know. <laughs> Whoever they, they know. is is an idiot. Yeah. But it is. It's like 90, you know, the 10% of the time makes up for the other 90%. Right. But 80% of that 10%, they're sleeping. Right. <laughs> they're so cute when they're sleeping. And then, yeah, then so they wake sweet. up and yeah. you're like, no, no, mm-hmm. please, no. Mm-hmm. And they're real cute when they know that they need to be. Like oh, when absolutely. Alyssa was three and cons- consistently would get out of bed after we would put her to bed mm. every- and she would keep coming up. She'd be like, um, mom, like, honey, you should be in bed. Like, let's go back to bed. But I just wanted to tell you that you're pretty. <laughs> oh, well, come back. I'll tell me more. And then she'd be like, can I sit in bed with you and play with your hair? It's so pretty. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was like, go to bed. Like, and, and Mark's looking at me, he's like, put her in bed. I'm like, but she's telling me I'm pretty. Like, how can like, you? I'll tell you you're pretty if you just let us all go to bed. Ser- yeah, he's like, I'll tell you you're pretty by turning out the lights and going to sleep. But yeah, it, it, they're, they are, um, her kids are fun. Her kids are a lot of fun. They're amazing. Six and seven. So. Super- Super actively outdoorsy. Like oh. these two, these Hiking, kids hike like 60 mountains. miles with a smile on their face. It's fine. Like, yeah. I'm oh, not, that's not real. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> in, 60 miles. Am I in okay. Crocs? Not 60. No, ma'am. Like, uh, I think 15 was our highest. We like to go to West Virginia to the Dolly Sods and we both- Okay, so they're with a supervised adult. Oh, not by themselves. <laughs> if you wanna- Hey, we're going out for a walk, Mom. If you want to call we're my hiking. husband and I adults, yeah. sure. We're going to put the hitch and hitchhike just a second here. We, we've had them going since they were in carriers and it's it's a good time. No well, that's that's service. great. Bo- I mean, that's great family bonding too. From you know, from as as young as they're going to remember, they're oh, going yeah. to remember you guys there with them doing the something the spiritual woods. and outdoors. And yeah, oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's where I feel the closest to God mm. for sure. Outside, mm. Dolly no, Saws, Dolly Sods in West Virginia. It's wilderness. No <clears> cell phone <throat> service. Uh, can't get an iPad if you wanted to. And it's amazing. Do you guys camp or just like go hiking? So we go hiking and usually find like a really cheap motel and mm. then go back the next day. Ooh, but like this an old school motel. Oh, motel? yeah. Oh, that's cool. But, but you this school. year we're taking go from an H to an M. <laughs> this year we're taking them to, uh, to tent camp. Like we're going to backpack for real, for real and take them mm. tent camping because they're old enough now. Sure. They'll be okay to do it. <laughs> and they're, yeah. they're up for it. Like they're. Yo, they'll be excited. They've hiked actual mountains in Crocs. Like they've forgotten. Well, I have forgotten their shoes. <laughs> you know, and uh, but wait, see, wait, mommy have Crocs. Like, you, okay, you're, you're, t- <laughs> you're talking to somebody who the first time I went on vacation with them, uh, we get there with their family, and they're like, oh, "We got to go to Walmart." And we're like, "Why?" And we're like, "Well, <laughs> bathing suits." <laughs> we let Abby pack, and she packed all winter clothes. <laughs> she packed no underwear, no shorts. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, she was no. sixteen. She had snow. No. She was snow. <laughs> no, she had snow, snow pants. <laughs> what was she like? Eight? Uh, probably six, six or seven. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. But that's cool because, like, some of my earliest memories are with my parents camping. Um, I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my dad lost his mind one night. Like, I, I must have been ten. And we had this old tent and it was like metal poles. Nice. And I mean, if you know my dad at all, which you don't, well, maybe you do. You seem to know everybody in some way. <laughs> um, but if you know my dad at all, he's not, he's not the most patient guy. Got, got some anger issues, but I clearly rem- and we were camping with, so we had the tent. We were with another family that they had a little pop-up camper, but there were four kids and, and the parents. So there were six of them and then four of us. 
um, from my family. We were all supposed to sleep in the tent and it poured down rain, poured down rain. And, and the tent was just leaking and leaking. And me, my sister and my mom went and crammed ourselves into this, into this, oh. uh, pop-up camper and my dad's just out there in the rain like (laughs) it's like from a movie like i swear there was like lightning and you could see his shadow like (laughs) like he was like sasquatch or something just just ripping this tent apart and throwing it um but like we also i mean i remember a time where he and i um along with some of this uh some of this family um we hiked part of the appalachian trail you know backpack and everything's right on your back and um great memories and like that's really cool that you guys are doing that together i mean all the credit for that goes to my husband because he started getting us out there when they were really little before i thought they even could Mm -hmm. and how did you meet your husband um we actually met by a chance encounter however after we got together, we found out that we may have been in the same circles when we were younger at the same place. This seems to be happening to a lot. <laughs> I, it's a thing. I know people. I Gosh. mean, um, but yeah, and and the rest is history. He's the best. However, how long have you been married? Um, oh dear God. Uh, ish. I wasn't. I think eight years ish. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Don't ask me when June. my anniversary mm-hmm. is. Thank you. <laughs> I don't tell me June what. I just know it's June. I'm sorry, Joey. She loves you more than just one day. It's 365. That's you value the relationship, remember. not the details. That seat, thank you. Yeah, I'm talking about. It's good. Jay's, sure. Jay's your cheat code to marriage. <laughs> Our anniversary is the same day as my parents' anniversary. And every single year, I have to text my mom and say June or July. June or July. June or July. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. I think it's June. It's, it's June. unique. And so, great marriage. It's it's wonderful. I mean, it's like a marriage, you it's know. Not easy. It's work. It does take work. But he is the person that I definitely want to spend the rest of my life. What with. are his strengths? Oh gosh, he, he is, picks good. Okay, wives. take the top five. <laughs> he picks good wives. <laughs> he is so how many? <laughs> just just the one. He's originally from Utah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> just the one. If you want to know the truth? No, I mean he he's hilarious. He always keeps me laughing, and I think that that's really important. That covers mm-hmm. a, a ton of different things um he's so loving and compassionate and caring he is the biggest pain in my butt though like honestly how so um we can go after each other easily in a heartbeat but it's never over important stuff or big stuff we don't have like big fights because we are pretty much on the same moral ground have the same moral Mm -hmm. code as one another so our fights are him leaving his dirty socks around the house and mm-hmm. then me doing the crazy eyes and flipping out about it and me misplacing like a tool or something. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that those are the mm-hmm. things because we're going to fight like people fight. Right. And you work through it and you have different fights because you work through those fights. I would rather fight over dirty socks on the floor over, you know, leaving a car window open than big stuff any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like the foundational stuff, um, those, those can be very hard to overcome. You know, that, you know, oh, yeah. the socks are all right. They're socks. Um, but there's what this, do the socks represent? <laughs> there's this, there's, a, do you remember Dane Cook, the yeah, uh, yeah, comedian, oh, yes. the jelly? I don't even like, I don't even know. <laughs> he, he calls it these nothing fights. He was like, I love being in like the grocery store and you hear this couple in the, in the next aisle and you know that a nothing fight's coming. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like jelly. I don't even know what jelly is. 
oh, that's me. <laughs> right? But, and, and you know, life happens and there's outside stuff, like outside chaos or problems that happen. And he is a person that I want to go through. We've been through stuff mm-hmm. already. And he is that partner that I want to go through it with. I mm-hmm. feel like he fully has my back. I fully have his back. And I wouldn't protected. crush it. I mean, I wouldn't cross me either. Um, hi. Right. No, I'm Frank's I'm, much? Eh. The pranks. Oh, we the prank. prank wars. <gasps> it's bad. What? So do you oh. know the little poppers? Like the, yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> yeah. he put them under the toilet seat one time. <laughs> that was unacceptable. That scared me bad. It was good, right? I can't even think of all of them. He's done oh, some he's pretty horrific top, he ones. He put like a talking doll at the top of the steps one night. And that then was he was bad. Like, Are you coming up to bed? And she's like, yeah, I'll be right up. And she's like turning out all the lights and then goes oh. up to like the creepy talking doll at the top of the stairs. When we lived in Salzburg, we had a room with a closet, like our clothes room with a closet in it. He hid a speaker in it. So when I went in there to change, he started playing some song from a scary movie. Oh, um, like Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. It was really bad. Hey, I think I almost had a heart attack that day. Um, your need for security is on the lower side of your emotional needs. So I wonder why is it? Cause I feel it. Huh? Maybe, well, so go ahead. Maybe the pranks have dulled her need for security. <laughs> no, my argument would be you've, you have seen the darkest parts of life mm-hmm. and realized oh, I can be okay. I'm still and here. So you're not still fearing. standing. Like if something comes your way, you're like, whatever. I don't have a lot of fear anymore. Well, hence no need yeah, for security. Yeah, so I get that. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. Right. And the pranks to one. me. It's one of my lowest ones too. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. What? She goes, I shall allow that. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting too because. Uh, approval was one. Right. Well, that's Approval is like belonging. Like yeah. how much does it matter? It did before, but not now. Right. And, and these do change over time. Right. Well, yeah, no, it's one, right. you know, because I'm thinking like, what need does it like, do you like it when he pulls the pranks or do you hate it when he pulls the Oh, I the love pranks? it. Right. So what need is that meeting? Is it, is it attention? Which is. Maybe. Yeah. Right. He's, he's engaged with you. Yeah. And well, he it, knows that she loves it. So he's doing something that he, like some people would buy you flowers because they know you love that. Some people right, if he would, you flowers don't buy all me the time. flowers. Right. Right. Yeah, right. But that's my point. So, like, like I love he, how funny he is. And that can be, a, that, I would think that might be an affection one too. Like that's your thing. It you know, is. you guys are a married couple, you know, some, some, some guys give flowers to show affection. Some guy, some people have no, really, he puts you. poppers really on the toilet seat. Right. <laughs> no. have, oh, I love you. I, but I do <laughs> like that. I do. Yeah. Because it, no, he wouldn't do that to anybody else. No. So oh, there's like, right. there's that, that, that's, that's your thing. It's like, there, I was going to say, it's an How intimacy. Like, dare you, he you put a popper on someone else? Oh, wait. <laughs> so in the greatest oh. TV show ever made, which Cougar is Town. Cougar Town. Cougar Town. Ever heard of it? Right. Andy and Ellie, yeah. Their thing was she would forget somebody's name and he'd say, oh, it's, it's Sam and Martha. And then she goes over and she's like, Sammy, no. Martha. Uh-uh. And then she, you know, he's like this excited. Well, then he did it to somebody else. And so then she was super mad because that's their prank mm-hmm. on each other. Wait, like she gave the, they gave the wrong name. He gave, no, he always gives the wrong name to his, to his oh, wife. Good for him. But then yeah. he did it to their other yeah. friend. Oh, that'd be bad. See? You know, that's cheating. It's it's an emotional cheat. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, because there's an intimacy of this it's, is, this is how we show affection. Oh, and absolutely. I mean, Mark and I call each other like absurd nicknames. And if you didn't know, like, like I'm, look please. At, I'm only because gonna, Kim is here. I will not say any of them. Some of them, because they, like, well, that's, that's a, you, that's a you guys only thing. That's an intimacy. Can We're just sure sitting here. We're intimate again, at the table here. But if people didn't know and they heard me speak to him that way. Right. 
they'd be like, that's so rude. But like, and he, but he laughs. Like I, I call him every day that I leave the office. I call him as soon as I get out of the parking garage and have service. And I say, hey, what's up? And there's usually not a nice nickname that follows. And he laughs because he's like, again, because I wouldn't call anybody. So they're different that. each time? Like you're being Sometimes. inventive? Oh, not, okay. Well, not always. Sometimes. Um, okay. So we're watching Poker Face. I don't oh, how is that? It's they're it's, pushing it down our throats. I know, they are. So, so we gave trying it a try, and I, I, I like it. I think, but so there's a, there's a. It's not a spoiler at all. But it, she's figuring out a name, and the guy's like, "It's Pickleback." So then that became the thing. I was like, "Pickleback," which I don't know. It struck us as funny, so then it was Pickleback. But it only lasted like 20 minutes, and he's like, "It's not funny anymore." That's Pickleback. cute. Well, I call Alyssa Pickle Pie, so maybe it was too close to that. I don't know. And I'm just trying to figure out what a pickle pie would be. Like. I don't know. I I'd don't even good, know how I bet it started. You'd make a good one. I, I, you I probably mean, would. I would you put a, a pickle one. in a sous vide? <laughs> sous vide pickle. There's no purpose. Mm. Yeah. You don't cook a pickle and you don't want it to get soft. That's true. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I love Thank when Eric's you. on tech. I know. <laughs> when Eric is on tech, it's I the miss best you, thing Eric. in the world. You, you just... feel very far away from the table. Uh, he um. is directly involved. Joey is also, have to give full credit, Joey is the snake wrangler and enjoys. Wildlife. Very much so. In addition to snapping turtles. Snapping turtles, which I don't know. This is more of a hiking thing than in your house thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. The snapping turtles, not in your house. The snakes in your property, not your house, but they're often have been in my property. And I'm going, Kim, I'm like, yo. It's like like somebody when you have a mouse in your house and you know someone with a cat and you're like, can I borrow your cat? I'm like, hey, uh, is Joey busy right now? Can I borrow your Joey? Seriously. Well, the one time I called. fly. He the one time I called Kim and she's like, "Oh my god, aim you." She's like, "You have a snake and I'm not kidding you. I heard a car door slam." On and she's like, "He is actually on his way to your house right now." Like I didn't even ask for him. And he came over. He's like, "What do I need to do? What do I need? What do I?" And, and then he proceeded to take lots of pictures of his children holding the snake and show them to me, which I was like, the whole point of getting rid of it was so I didn't have to look at it. But thanks for that. It's nice of you. I think one of the sweet ironies of your life, if I may be so observant is that you always chased relationships mm. until they led you to the one relationship mm. that mattered the most. God. And now you're known for your ability to build relationships. Mm. Wow. Is that a fair statement? That's very kind. Because now you appreciate them. So much. So much And I more. have very deep, good relationships. You know, Many I, deep I relationships. I do. I do. That you can like tell each other the truth. If you're being a jerk, you're going to tell the person they're being Gosh, a jerk. I love your frankness. The fact that you'll sit there and say, I have many deep relationships. Like, the confidence well, to say I don't want that. them. I don't want relationships if they're not. Oh, you're like, I don't want them. <laughs> well, no, I, I know. Now you're, now you're my one. No, 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 you're no. like, I've got far too many no, relationships. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, it's a, a waste of, of time because you've wasted yeah, enough time. I, I feel like I have, and life is too short. Like, if I'm going to talk to someone, I don't want to ask you how the weather, like, you Ugh. know, oh, you think it's nice outside? Like, that's great. Good. But, like, how are you today? And mm. I want to know how you are. Can I help you with something? You know? Um, I don't really feel the need to have small talk. I don't want to have a million people in my life. I, I want to. So sorry. I no, go. Kim will ask you, how are you? And when you slough it off. It, well, but it's the intonation. Mo hey, how are you? How are you? How are you? Yeah. And it is the intentional tone that makes me sit up a little straight. I'm like, oh, I got to answer this. Like, I can't just be like, fine. How are you? And I'll say, I I'm good at saying like, this happened, this happened, dumpster fire every week, but it's fine. It's fine. And Kim will say, is it though? Is mm -hmm. it fine? And it's like, oh, hold on a second. I have permission. And I think it's because you've been shown unconditional love that you value it enough to offer it in return. 
And so you're the person I can tell, like, if I have amazing news, if I have a mountaintop, I can bring it to you and never once feel like oh, I should not share this with Kim. She's going to think I'm bragging or I'm being boastful oh, in some I way. I love that stuff. And conversely, I can bring you the dumpster fire and be like, we got to talk this out or I just need to share this with you or I got to get it off my chest. I mean, how I called you at, right after – remember after Thanksgiving? I, I went down and like hid in my basement because I didn't want my kids to hear the conversation about somebody that we knew that had COVID and I went through like a million. I was like, Kim, I just, I need to, I need to go. And she's like, okay, here, what would make you feel better? And we talked through it as opposed to just like, well, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. And anyway, got to go to the grocery store and what, I mean, so I, she, I don't know. She truly joins you. She truly goes after you with, like I was talking about earlier. And those are very rare things. Leaves the one for the 99. Those are very rare things. And when people recognize that, you just understand that there's a whole different level of human that you're interacting with, you know, because it stands out. So good for you. Yeah. Thank you. It does stand out. No question. Cause um, that makes her outstanding. <laughs> Not as- <laughs> she is a good friend. I like, was, I like, that was a pity and like, you know, I was say that was just a little layup. Dad, pun. Jo- dad jokes. I, I'm, mm-hmm. They're my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of dads, my sweet angel girl just texted me. Aww. Hi, Bella. Let's all say hi to Bella. Hi, Bella. Hi, Bella. Hi, Bella. Well, maybe, maybe gonna, and uh, she said, sorry uh, to interrupt the pod, but there's a lunar belt around the moon and it looks cool. And wow. there's supposed to, there's supposed to be a comet, you, a green one, a green comet tonight. Yes. What is happening? I don't know. Green, it's a dumpster. It's it's a oh, waste management sick. dumpster streak. <laughs> that's that's really cool. That is really is that cool. Wait, what is right it? before it snows or something? No, that's not my answer you, to uh, give you. That's really really cool. Is there a Google in here? Hey Google. Hey Google. Hey Google. There's double. I think it has hey, to do with the it's ice. A double lunar belt. What does it mean? I don't like a double know. rainbow. I don't know. Ask Bella. What does it mean? What does it mean? Hey, um, man, I am honored. That you yeah. would sit here, and I am excited for us to watch. Uh, did we decide to do that? Yes, Eric. Yep. Thank you. For, thank you before we're not for, signing off. Okay, I just thank you for your vulnerability and your honesty. And thanks for having cool. me. Yeah. It was an honor to be here with you guys. And tonight. I do want you to come back because I want to talk more about um, your emotional responding because you do it wonderfully. So if somebody, when she shares um, something great, you're mm. like, "That's great." When she shares something terrible, you're like, "Well, that makes me sad." That's good emotional responding. You don't make the, apparently, we all make mistakes. You seem to be a natural in doing that. And it is something that I teach people. I've taught people now for 10 years. Mm. And I have like six people that I'm like, they get it. I can't teach it, but somehow you know it. Hmm. So that's something I want to look into. Very cool. She's just real. So we're going to do this Instagram reel right now. And, um, we watch it and then we kind of comment on it. It's behind Brian. And just as, as a lead in for everybody, you know, we, we love applications of emotional responding and relationships. And so if you are on Spotify, if you are on Pocket Cast or whatever and you can't see it, we will just, this one doesn't, there's not much visual to, to be bothered with. Um, but you can certainly watch it on YouTube. Um, and so we'll just watch it and get our reaction to it. So we're sitting in a room and I'm watching the door. The door opens and he walks. The first thing I noticed, he had a suit, shirt and tie, haircut and polished shoes. That's respect. As he walked in, I just went, come here. He walked over, put his arms around me, hugged me and said, thank you. He then looked at you, didn't he? Can I hug you? I said, yes. But he still looks like this little boy. You see this 15-year-old I last saw and he's 26 now and 
And I said, hey, young man, do you know what? He went, well, I said, we forgive you. Move on and have the life Chris can't have. I don't know who got healed more by actually saying that. Him or me or Ray, everybody in that room. It, it was like he took a sack off his shoulders and threw it on the floor, and I think we did too. Because you can say it, and then you can say it to the person who's hurt you. And that's another thing, isn't it? What was his reaction when you said he cried. that? He just, he just like, like I said, he just poof. He just cried, because he doesn't think he deserves it, you see. Remember I called them animals? Well, I saw the human being, not the animal. I saw him the way Jesus sees him, the way he sees us. And that was remarkable. It truly is only of the Holy Spirit. So we're sitting in a room. And so they're referencing greeting the young man that had killed their son. Yeah. Episode 188. <laughs> Thanks for joining us at the table. I'm glad you invited Kim back before you showed that because um old man Hammond came around the corner. But no, I want to point out I I was bought into that clip the minute he said he showed up in a suit and shoes. That's respect. Mm. Like you're judging the guy that killed your son. Like, wow. Like that to that he could be in the room with him. Mm. And to me, that's what, like, that's one of my favorite things to do is forgive people. Like, because it's like, y- you can't beat me. Like, you're not going to beat me. I'm going to, I'm going to forgive whatever. I'm going to, it doesn't mean I forget. Mm. I mean, there are people that I still describe as the late so and so and they're not dead. Oh, <laughs> I like. They're not dead. They're and just then they, dead to me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but, and I've said to people, oh, I forgive you. But because they said, you know, I want to apologize and I want to be friends again. And I'm like, oh, I forgive you. We're not friends. Absolutely. We're never going to be friends again. Mm-hmm. But I do forgive you. But like, that's so baller. Mm-hmm. And for her to be like, that's how Jesus sees us. Mm-hmm. Like, you're getting rid of all the noise at that point. Mm-hmm. God, I love it. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty powerful. It, it, it frees you and it frees that person that's transgressed against you. Mm-hmm. Um, if they'll, if they'll take that. And sometimes it pisses them off. Sure. Oh, right. what's the fastest way to end, end an argument is to like agree with someone, which is kind of a forgiveness in some, like someone's yelling at you and you're, uh, you know what? You're right. You're like, and it, wait, what? Right. <laughs> Hold on a second. It's like, where do you go from there? But it's like, hard. not forgiving keeps you sick. At least me, mm-hmm. like keeps me yep. at like physically sick. Mm-hmm. Like when something's going on and I can't let it go, can't forgive whatever happened, I don't sleep. I mm-hmm. do not sleep. How do you get out of it? I do everything that like I usually works, you know, like talk to somebody else about it, pray about it, go try to help somebody else with something completely unrelated to myself and keep trying to do those things and rinse and repeat. If you only know? I just talked about that in church. That's crazy. Amen. It helps you get out on your own head. Go love somebody. Absolutely. But I mean, that that's the truth. But what you just said, so I'm I'm a forgiver, but I'm a forgiver, wrap it up in a in a little bow. And I stopped doing that a couple of years ago because then I became like a doormat. So now I am a forgiver, but I will move on mm-hmm. in situations where I need to, like where you said the late person, yeah. if it's that bad and if it's that deep, I will then forgive you and move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that. Was I don't an, encourage that. Well, I didn't know there was an option. That's not before. No, it's, but it's good though. It's, it's, it's sometimes you have to. No, it's, yeah. I'm not going to have a relationship with you anymore. So effectively, yeah, right. yeah you're dead to me. Well, no, but the moving on part, I didn't yeah. know that was an option. Oh, I sure. thought you forgave and like it was all the yeah, forgiveness. The, oh, back the, to zero. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, no. Now that. we're on to like magenta. It's not even yeah. numbers. Magenta. The forgiveness, just, the forgiveness frees you, but then you still got to draw your boundaries depending on. 
boundaries. that situation and boundaries that, versus borders. Right. See, yeah. there's six more how, podcasts right here. How about forgiving yourself in the Ooh, process? Oh, Amy. Ugh. Like, mm, but yeah. why not? <laughs> I know. Hey, I know. Duke Eric, has had a rough day, a rough day, and so he is celebrating. Yeah, the fact that this goes over an hour. Duke is, yes, he is. sits at the table and he's always like, "You always cut it off when it starts getting good in an hour." <laughs> oh, hi, Duke. Well, yeah, we've had a great hour and ten, and there's a, there's been a lot here, and start. we will continue it. It's almost like we should do a podcast. That's it for episode one eighty eight. Please make sure, sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. Bye. Say bye. Bye, guys. Bye. That's well, that's not the most masculine thing you've ever said about him. If we could praise both of you at the same time, that'd be legit. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. You should have been the perfect pancake. Oh, dear God. You don't cook a pickle and you don't want it to get soft. Joey is the snake wrangler.